Okay, let's talk about Braden Maynard and whether he is getting three weeks or none. That is basically where it sits at the moment, Vic. So what we thought we'd do was hear from a couple of key players when it comes to the incident over the weekend. With Angus Brayshaw, this is Christian Petrarca talking about how Angus is going. Yeah, I went and visited him yesterday, uh, Friday, um, with Gorney and... um, yeah, he's not going great, to be honest. Like, he's um, obviously he's had a bit of concussion history, um, but I'm like, fortunate that it's only it was six years ago. It's not kind of um, so frequent, but, uh, yeah, he's got a bit of a sore neck. Um, and it's really sad. Like, he's one of my closest mates. So I think just in general to see anyone with concussion, whether it's a Collingwood player or a Melbourne player, it is really tough to see someone on the ground. So Petrarca talking about that, he was at the house of Angus Brayshaw alongside Max Gorn, who was there too. And I think you mentioned Clayton Oliver as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, he had a, a couple of people there. Um, Caroline Wilson spoke about this last night on Footy Classified because she wasn't really happy with the fact that Brandon Maynard rocked up. So all bets are off here. In the past, Simon Goodwin probably would have received a please explain for those comments. In these circumstances, the AFL have let it go through to the keeper. We know now that Brayden Maynard went round to the house of Angus Brayshaw with a bottle of wine for the player, with a bunch of flowers for his girlfriend. The reason he was led into the house, I think, is because Max Gorn and Christian Petrecker happened to be there and Max Gorn let him in. It was pretty tense, I understand. I'm not sure the flowers actually made it to a vase, Kane. I think Braden Maydard also contacted Angus Brayshaw's mother, Deb. Don't think that conversation went very well at all. Melbourne are absolutely filthy about this. They're disgusted at some of the excuses that are coming out of Collingwood's mouths and some of the commentated mouths that think um, that the, the players should get off. And and they are filthy. They keep saying this is not a concussion. This was a two-minute unconsciousness. Even if Melbourne win this week, I very much doubt he'll play in the preliminary final. Mm, yeah, so some strong words there. Oh, look, I don't think there's a playbook on what you should do and what you shouldn't do after, you know, you've injured someone. Like Braden Maynard clearly feels terrible about it. I think Braden Maynard is a is a genuine person. You speak to people that know him, you see the way that he plays. He just wears his heart on his sleeve. He's a very genuine person. And I don't for a second think that he tried to do, to have that outcome that came that way. Do you think the club is thinking about how this is going to be perceived publicly? So he was the, I hope he was the person that, that Abby spoke to on the ground straight after the game. So the club put him up. Traditionally, they kind of protect their players and they don't do anything. But I think ever since, do you remember when Dean Solomon um, took out Cameron Ling? A fair while ago, and Geelong um, were obviously fuming about it, but Dean Solomon was put in front of the media straight away. Mm. So Colling would have put Braden Maynard up to speak. Then this is somehow leaked that he's gone to visit um, Brayshaw. What I wanted to ask you, and the reason why I'm talking about this, mm. is that your um, incident with Daryl Wakeland in the showdown mm. was highly publicised, and, and Port Adelaide people still talk about this, and obviously it's really challenging for you um, to mm. talk about. I, I know it's it's more challenging for Daryl to go through, but <laughs> exactly. how, how did you handle that situation? Did you do anything like this? Did you take flowers around to his no, house or anything? No, no. My feeling, one, I was deeply embarrassed, two... I thought the last thing that their family would want is to see me. So I end up, but I was deeply remorseful. So I end up writing a letter um, and just gave it to someone at Port Adelaide and asked if they could pass it on when they thought it was appropriate. Um, and I also said at the time as well that I, that I wouldn't be telling anyone that I wrote the letter and I wouldn't be using it as any sort of defense at the 
at the tribunal by saying, oh, you know, he's, he's remorseful, he's written a letter and he's done this, he's reached out. Like, once again, if you, I, my, I sort of just laid myself at the mercy of the tribunal because I thought it was a terrible thing to do and just just don't defend it and just cop what you get. So that's what happened. So I, miss, I ended up getting five matches and missed three finals. So, yeah, and appropriately so. And I don't think when the the tribunal sits, they're going to say, well, you know what? We were going to give him three, but the bottle of red he took round to Brayshaw's <laughs> house was a really good Shiraz and the flowers were fantastic. So let's get that down to one. And I think he'd be really embarrassed that this got leaked. Someone has leaked that and he probably oh. didn't want it to come out that he's gone around to see him because there'd be so many things that happen behind mm. the scenes, text messages being exchanged. All of these players know one another now. Mm. So they would mm. be all speaking to one another and saying, I didn't mean to do this because if we are looking at the extreme case of Brayshaw, um, the fears are that that could be a career ender as mm. opposed to a season ender. And he mm. wouldn't be want to be responsible for that. And, and like you say, no player goes out there to absolutely knock someone out and to be out for two minutes. It's like you'd, you'd be devastated when you look back and you think, oh my goodness, what's what's happening here? And, and yeah. of course, the, the other thing as well is, and people have made this point, like when you're playing in finals, you know, the last thing you want to do is do something that sees you in front of the tribunal. It just doesn't make any sense why you would do that. But at the same time, there's all, there's, there's a, what's going on in your head is a, is a melting pot of all different things of stimulation of, uh, um, adrenaline, you know, it's a final, you, you pumped up, you know, your coach has talked about being physical and about, you know, you know, getting it, getting on top of the opposition. So there's all this sort of concoction of emotions and, and, uh, energy that's going on and and he's just got it marginally wrong in my eyes and 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 there has been a mild hysteria about it because there really hasn't been much middle ground there's people that say oh look this is you know three weeks and he's knocked someone out and it's disastrous uh, and then there's been other people that said oh it's a footy act and he tried to smother he jumped in the air and uh, he couldn't change once he jumped in the air the person that I have thought has hit it on the mark the most and summed it up best for me is someone who's impartial. They don't have a dog in the fight. It's St Kilda coach Ross Lyon speaking on AFL 360 last night. I think he got it almost perfect from my point of view. When this first came in and the head was sacrosanct, if you elect a bump, you're responsible. If you hit the head, you're responsible. But there's been nuance and grey area added to that. I think that's indisputable. So what level of nuance? And when do you own your action? Is it when you jump off the ground to try and smother when, rather than run to it? So you've got to own your action. I don't think it's just the last bit of contact. I think it's your decision to launch and try and smother and understand where that's going to prepare you into what path. So, Can you um, make that decision in that really short Have you watched time? the game and the decisions some of these players make? They're, the they're game really... moves quick. The game moves that yeah. quick. Mm. And... and... Ross Lyon is so spot on there, and I feel exactly the same way, is when Braden Maynard is running flat out and running in one direction, and, and when Angus Brayshaw is running flat out in the other direction, if you jump off the ground, there's only one way this is going to end. There's going to be some sort of collision, isn't there? There's going to be a collision because you can't change. Once you're in the air, you can't change your momentum. And, and, when you go back and watch it, and, and people say don't watch it in slow motion, but just watch when you kick the ball, and Angus Brayshaw is in the motion of kicking the ball, 
that is when, as a footballer, you are the most vulnerable because your arm is out to give you balance. Your head is down because you're looking at dropping the ball. Your, your full chest is open. You cannot protect yourself. And so we just can't say, oh, I tried to smother. I jumped in the air and I can't turn back. You just can't say that. You have to understand that if you are running straight at a player and you launch yourself in the air, there is a chance, not a chance, there's a high probability you are going to have a collision. So then that collision just becomes exactly like every other bump. If you clash heads, if you hit them high, that is careless and you have to to wear the consequences. So that could have happened 10 times and eight times it could have been a collision and they might have just rolled off each other or Angus Brayshaw might have seen him at the, late enough to be able to evade or do something and he wouldn't have had a case to answer. But if you do a careless act like that, propel yourself forward towards another player and it turns out horribly, so whether it's the 2 in 10 or the 1 in 20 or the 1 in 50, you always will have a case to answer in my mind.